Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoints Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point. Now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on December 8th, 2021, uh, getting into the Christmas spirit. It looks like all we're getting from the government, though, is inflation this year <laughs> under the tree. But uh, um, before we get into any of the topics, let me introduce you to our panel. <clears throat> in our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, going a little, flying a little sideways today, <laughs> we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. Uh, he is a, a pilot in the state of California. <clears throat> and my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so uh, let's get into the topics of the show. You know, one of the things that everybody's talking about lately is this metaverse. Um, and the metaverse. James, is, uh, um, Jason, I'm sorry. Why is Tim sideways? I'm sorry. Well, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Just, just go with it. <laughs> this okay. is this works with the metaverse. You know, you can be in any orientation you want in the metaverse. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Let's roll with it. <laughs> okay. So, so the the metaverse is um, essentially it's it's virtual reality. You know, they used to have this thing, I guess, called Second Life. And it was sort of a thing where you could have um, <clears throat> people uh, interacting online and in sort of virtual reality. And so uh, Microsoft, or not Microsoft, excuse me, Facebook recently has decided to rename themselves Meta. That's the name of the company now that they're uh, going with. And uh, they're trying to take a dominant role going forward in this idea of, <clears throat> uh, of you know, a bigger footprint of virtual reality into our of uh, real lives, I guess you might say. <clears throat> and of course, this means, uh, you know, essentially putting on headgear that's going to, you know, uh, kind of simulate whatever environment that you're going into, but also has the capabilities of sort of simulating your own environment so that you can kind of interact both within what's around you, along with interacting online at the same time, uh, you know, allowing you to do all kinds of weird things like, you know, just exercise in your own environment along with people that aren't actually there, but somewhere else, or, you know, I uh, just uh, interact in like business meetings. Let's see if we can pull up the visual here too. So uh, uh, USA Today had a story on it uh, uh, middle of last month. And <clears throat> some of the things that uh, uh, they, you know, uh, illustrate doing in the, sorry, looks, looks like my, window is sort of frozen there so i'm not gonna be able to do anything uh so some of the things that uh you know that uh you can do is play you know games and other such but there's also you know you can attend like uh meetings you know what this is one of the big drivers of the metaverse actually is because so many people have been trapped home so long with all this covid stuff uh that uh, <coughs> uh people have been telecommuting a lot more and that means uh uh, you know, they're trying to find ways to interact. Uh, so it's a little more like being at the office without actually being at the office. And so um, that's that's another big use of this uh, uh, metaverse. Uh, but obviously, as the technology keeps getting better, uh, they hope that the visuals will become more and more realistic and uh, whatever kind of reality that you want it to be. Uh, but uh, it raises a lot of interesting questions going forward, though, because if, if we are to spend a lot of time in a reality that's not this reality, um, 
<clears throat> you know, we've already seen what some of these companies are willing to do to us on social media already, as far as censoring and uh, trying to gaslight, you know, just control what it is you see. And of course, uh, you know, the, the main guy who would be controlling this is, is uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, who's the CEO of Facebook and I guess uh, uh, now the company Meta. Uh, but uh, he would be the one essentially setting the controls in this world, uh, depending upon how big of a player he is in this. And that's what uh, Facebook slash Meta seems to be angling for is to be a dominant player in this. So um, it has some interesting implications. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Uh, the whole dive into virtual reality and yeah, implications for you know both good and bad going into our future as far as liberty is concerned you know i saw i saw the movie the, uh, the matrix you know and um i never thought that that would be a reality that we will face but the more i read about this meta metaverse that they are about to create it makes me believe that the the, the matrix might come through which makes you wonder is is are we all going to end up living in the quote-unquote the matrix where that becomes our reality where this reality will disappear essentially disappear wait what i'm the thing this reality will essentially disappear and our reality will be the metaverse where we will always be existing in this place of 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 virtual of virtual existence i i'm I, i'm not sure i I um, I'm comfortable with the the long-term implications of this metaverse that is about to be created. Maybe it's because I'm old and and and, and retired. I, I I have my my doubts about it. But I'm, it, it really it really to me raises some issues that are that are that are difficult for me to comprehend at this point in time. I just want to know if I'll be able to do my workouts with Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> Tim, you had to go there, right? You yeah, I had to go, go there. there. Um, but uh, yeah, this is like Ready Player One or something, you know. And I wonder if Zuckerberg is going to give the entire rights of uh, Meta as this top prize to a game where he's you got to find three keys, and uh, in order to advance in the game, uh, like in Ready Player One, I, I don't think so because he's kind of selfish that way. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's uh, see how it works out. I mean, you know, do you, do you want to just um, walk around with uh, visual reality goggles on and bump into the walls? And, you know, is that, is that how you want to live your life? You know, I, I can imagine that a lot of people are going to spend, I mean, we already spend way too much time on Facebook and, and right. other, other internet <laughs> yeah. places. So, um, I can imagine this is going to make it worse, especially for some people. But <clears throat> other people are just going to, you know, choose reality. Um, maybe it's, you know, maybe they'll take a vacation and, uh, you know, just take time out, go uh, visit some faraway place. That, I don't know what they'll do, you know. It, it, but let's see what happens. I'm okay. Well, you know, you know as, as far as implications, so yeah, like you talked about bumping into walls, I mean, that's, literally one some of the improvements they're talking about is essentially the goggles that they will be putting on your head will record what your actual surroundings too and translate those into where you are 
it, depending upon what you're after in your experience so that you can actually navigate with those goggles on your your surrounding environment while still interacting with whatever environment you're trying to react in as well so i mean this so has, if if i'm virtually in hawaii they're going to put a palm tree where my wall is and i'll have to go around the palm tree to well, to, to I, advance right i'm not so sure about that but say you wanted to work out with tulsi and, <laughs> and you were working out she could be working out in your living room with you right and that's where oh. you see her and the and the machine translates all that so that everything is where it should be and so you're literally walking around and interacting, but you got Tulsi there too, uh, oh, interacting. Wow. Oh, nice. All right. I'm liking it already. I, I, I don't get do you know? where Leon's coming from there. <laughs> Not so dangerous anymore now. Not anymore. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is these things you know the facebook platform and now now meta and this metaverse they're about to create it's all of this seem to be leading us in one direction which is to disconnect us the more disconnect us from the reality that we know no i'm not sure that's a good thing i mean it's fine i'm sure there are going to be benefits that you'll you'll reap from having the metaverse like meetings and all that kind of stuff and maybe working out with Tulsi Tim maybe and all that I'm sure there are benefits but this seemed to be disconnecting us from reality and I'm I'm not sure where that will lead us as a society well you know it's it's funny because some people's realities are pretty bad I mean we we talked recently about saying oh somebody trapped in Afghanistan but suppose yeah. that you were lucky enough to have an internet connection in Afghanistan uh, suddenly that reality that you're going to could be a reality in another country where you're interacting with people there, maybe in a kind of a nightclub scene and you're completely getting away from the uh, the tyranny of the place you're in. Or it could be another planet. I mean, this is a crazy thing as far as freedom's concerned, that you could, you know, be somebody who designs your own place uh, in this metaverse. And it could be another world. It could be just another dimension, all kinds of different possibilities. But, you know, this, this does bring up a scary possibility, too, because it also means whoever is setting the background constraints on all of this, you know, we've seen some of the woke stuff that's going on. And if some of these wokesters are in these companies and, you know, they, they could literally be setting a reality for us where two plus two equals five seems to make sense. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. that, that, that's scary. Wait a minute, what did you, two, where it makes sense, two plus three equals five. No, two plus two equals five. Oh, I mean, oh, I well, it already makes sense that two plus three equals five. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought you said two plus three oh, equals five. Well, I, I hope I didn't, but, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we're already having some virtual maybe problems. Maybe we're already, <laughs> already, <laughs> having, we're already, <laughs> already yeah. messing with us. But, but, but do we really want, I mean, you're talking about some kind of, some kind of people um Whoever set in the background, whoever setting setting up what this this thing is, do we really want Mark Zuckerberg, who is a lefty by by every measure, setting up all this woke stuff for us in in this metaverse? Do we want to be living there? Seriously, these guys don't believe in in liberty as we know it. They don't, and all of it is being controlled by these people. And some of these are people already working with the government. What's going to happen when they get more intertwined with the government? If in this metaverse, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world get more intertwined with the government, what's going to happen to the rest of us yeah. who are not intertwined, who are the, the non-elites in society? What's going to happen to us? 
Mm-hmm. I see some well, scary things here that could potentially happen. It really, really scares me the direction this is going. Even though I will acknowledge there may be benefits from the technology, but there's some scary things that could happen that 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 really have, have me concerned. Well, you know, you're, you're not the only one who's concerned because apparently Elon Musk is <laughs> kind of concerned about this too, saying it's uh, uh, you know the, the AI implications here are are pretty scary, and that we really need to be uh, looking out uh, for you know, the development of, of this AI, I guess there'll be a lot of AI that gets built into these types of things. And, sure. and he said it, it, that scares him more than nuclear bombs <laughs> as far as he's concerned. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, huh. yeah. yeah. But uh, of course, you know, I, I think, he, I think though if Elon Musk is saying this, I mean, and this is a guy who understands this sort of technology far more than I do. Okay. Yeah. Far more. I mean, and he's expressing some concerns. I think we should pay attention. We really should. I really think we should. Well, in yeah, all fairness, point. so. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Tim. No, I'm just saying good <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Well, you know, in all fairness, though, Elon Musk, also all of his businesses are well-oriented in reality as well. <laughs> so I'm not sure how many, uh, you know, uh, virtual Teslas he's going to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, why buy yeah. a Tesla when you can just drive on around with your uh, Oculus uh, Rift on? <laughs> you know, one thing that uh, some of this virtual reality might help to solve is, you know, some of these issues of, of you know, school shootings and violence. My gosh, if we could, you know, uh, get some of our education virtually, uh, you know, uh, I guess being shot virtually hurts a lot less, <laughs> than, uh, you know, being shot in reality. And, uh, one of the things that's come up recently, there was this uh, uh, Michigan school shooting, and uh, maybe we could get the visual on that one. Uh, um, in the uh, in Michigan, uh, this kid had gone in. He brought a he brought a gun to school with him, and um, apparently, um, he wound up. Um, apparently, uh, he ended up uh, shooting a bunch of kids in the hallway. I think he shot six people, I think, was the uh, uh, the death count in that. Oh, it was four. Okay. He shot four. Four people killed and I think eight injured or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, it was a significant amount of, uh, of damage that this kid did. And one of the interesting things about this is that the parents are actually being charged in this case. Um, apparently they had, uh, um, bought the kid a gun. I don't know if it was explicitly legally the kid's gun, but I guess they had put a social media post out, um, you know, saying that that was his Christmas gift, I think. So, uh, you know, did, this, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, the idea then that the kid, uh, wound up having access and then going to school and I guess he was a little mentally disturbed and he wound up, uh, shooting all these people. They're saying that the parents, uh, have some um i guess uh, culpability in this and yeah. so they're being and it's not just uh, uh civilly because uh, certainly that's always been the case that somebody could be sued but in this case they're going after the parents criminally in, uh, in order to uh, put them in jail i guess for this so <clears throat> that's that's one uh um, issue but it's funny uh, as a juxtaposition to this story and then i'll, I'll throw them back to you guys uh, there was a school shooting in uh texas that happened quite a, a few months back and in that story, um, the kid wound up uh, being, um, <clears throat> he wound up uh, going to school and everybody said that the kid was bullied and whoops. So 
I guess I uh, lost my image there. <laughs> but um, but uh, apparently uh, uh, everybody said that the kid had been bullied. And then they, they let the kid off on bail, of all things. And so he wound up, and nobody died in the thing, but he wound up shooting one kid, putting him in the hospital in critical condition. He uh, wound up shooting a teacher, too, and another student uh, got grazed by a bullet as well. And I think uh, one other person was, another teacher was at least injured in the, in the chaos. But uh, this yeah, she kid... Fell, she fell down. She wasn't, she wasn't shot, but she fell down, yes. Yeah, but this kid, he wound up, uh, you know, uh, coming back and, and everybody said how, you know, he was he was being bullied. It turned out he might have actually been dealing drugs at the school and, and this whole thing might have been related to that. But he wound up getting off and, and they actually gave him bail. And, and they, you know, one of the big differences was there was a, a color difference going on in this, a skin color difference. And the, the kid in Michigan was white and the kid in Texas was black. And, you know, you kind of have to wonder in this day and age, you know, what, what school shooter shoots a bunch of people and then gets let out on bail? I, yeah, I, I was, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're saying that it's possibly racially motivated? You let them out on bail just so that we are woke enough that we, we let um, shooters out on bail? Is that it? Well, that the treatment just seems to be uh, ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, you guys can go any way you want with talking about, you know, the, any of the issues with the school shootings, but but this uh, contradiction in how these these crimes are being compared, uh, the idea that a kid takes a gun to school and he, and he actually shoots somebody and puts them in the hospital yeah. and that he's out on bail right away. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't. I don't understand how that ever happened. Um, yeah. I can understand. Yeah, I don't even know how the the parents got arrested, but you know, maybe they have laws that that are a little different over there, whatever state that was. And I'd, I'd have Michigan. to look. Michigan. In Michigan, okay, I'd have to look into that. There, there may be uh, when a minor commits a crime like that, there's culpability of the patient, uh, pa parents. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I have to plead ignorance on that. Have you studied that, Leon? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, the first thing is that there are, two, there are two, um, two different jurisdictions we're talking about here in terms of the administration of justice. Okay, but I do see a point, Jason, because in, right now going on in, in, in the American justice system is something that is being pushed by these local district attorneys known as restorative justice, okay? And they are letting out criminals based on woke criterias, okay? Now this kid, the one in Texas, which is the one you're talking about, yes, he's black, and they he, he, um, they gave him a bail, I guess, of $75,000, the parents posted or whoever posted it, and he got out, which was stunning to a lot of people. I mean, you could have at least seen an, a larger bail, or the guy should have been remanded, remanded until until the trial. And I don't know when, when when the trial is gonna be. But there, but the, the the I am I am not sure that I will go so far in this particular case to say that that you could compare the two cases because there are two jurisdictions and there are two sets of laws that we are dealing with. But I do understand your underlying point because of this restorative justice nonsense that is going on and you're letting a lot of dangerous people out on the streets as a result of of that of that notion i mean in los angeles this is happening in san francisco it is happening and um, philadelphia we actually we have the philadelphia 
DA saying there's no spike in crime, in violent crime. He say he said that recently. There's no spike in violent crime, even though crime, murder, and rape, and all these things is up thirty percent or some some number like that in the city. But yet he's claiming there's no spike in crime. AOC is also claiming the same thing that this thing doesn't pan out. There's no data to support this and that kind of stuff. So there is this this thing about this restorative justice nonsense that is going on. But I'm not sure I'll, I'll compare these two cases in this particular case. I think it was outrageous that this kid was let out with just a $75,000 bail after what he did. He took a gun to school and actually shot somebody. I mean, thank God nobody is dead. But still, he intended to kill. He, he certainly did. So I, I, I don't know how he would have gotten out. But... Yeah. But the case with the, in Michigan, though, I think the parents have some cul culpability in that case because they bought a gun for the kid. Now, he was only 15 years old, okay? So there's no way in my mind that he should have access to the gun. I am pro-Second Amendment, big time. But in this particular case, that kid should not be have access to that gun. The parents should have taken more care in terms of... Uh, put uh, uh, more care in terms of gun safety, which obviously they did not. And once the, 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 the incident occurred, they decided to run. Okay, and they, they found them in Detroit and they were arrested, fine. But um, yeah, I think they should be charged. I really think the parents should be charged in this particular case, I really do. I was uh, about 10 or 11 when my dad gave me my first 22 rifle. Used to carry it uh, down the, the street on my bike to go out to the river and go shoot stuff okay. you know plink yeah what did you ever did you ever happen to you know carry that to school <laughs> no no, no I, I never even the thought never even crossed my mind and uh, they gave him a handgun so i mean i you know it's a little hard to conceal a 22 rifle that's you know like four and a half feet long but um right yeah and uh you know for you for the uh, I, I would never give a kid a, a handgun as his first uh, gun, uh, regardless uh, anything. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's inappropriate. Not, it's just counterproductive to learning how to shoot. And uh, they there was probably, you know, all these issues already with this kid. I'll bet you anything he was on psychotropic drugs. I'll bet you anything because upper 90th percentile of these shooters in these school shootings, these young kids are on psychotropic drugs for, you know, like Ritalin or uh, gosh, there's a bunch of them, um, you know, and, and they're on these drugs because they get put on them immediately as soon as they, you know, can't pay attention in class or whatever, you know, excuse they have. They, they go in for a 15 minute meeting with some, you know, some school um, medical persons, not even qualified and they they issue them a uh authorization to get uh, a prescription for ritalin or whatever and, oh, and or, or hormones <laughs> yeah or hormones, yes. yeah, as far as that goes sure yeah but sure, why not i mean you know no danger there <laughs> so um you know it, it's you know so I, I think that's the real problem here but I mean, to have parents, you know, I agree with Leon, to have parents that are going to be that uh, lax with um, their child is, uh, is another thing altogether. And, and, Tim, and Tim, if you are correct, if you are correct that um, 
that this child might have been on some sort of drugs and, and that kind of stuff, it would mean that the parents must have been aware that he has some sort of psychological issues going on. Yeah. And then yeah. turn around and buy him a gun? No, man, that, 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 that's, that's a little bit difficult for me to swallow. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, it's, it certainly may be uh, something that stretches the laws uh, as, as this gets uh, wrangled out in the court, because it does sound like it potentially <laughs> is uh, kind of a uh, almost stepping to a new threshold on this. But uh, uh, anyways, it's a, we're, I think we're just about near the end of the show, so I think we'll just jump into the knucklehead noise patrol this time. But uh, um, in this case, uh, you know, a, a mainstay, the past you know you you, you hearken to back to that time of riding your bike uh to the river with a with a 22 rifle or something <laughs> on you well it yeah, kind of takes back carried the, it openly down the street in the in town Healdsburg, yeah. california just north well, of santa rosa yeah carried it, uh, wow okay yeah and, and you know nobody thought anything of it i mean it's very it wasn't unusual for some 12 year old kid to go well, off shooting his 22 you know i mean it's just common well that kind of harkens back though to was that also the types of days when you discovered your first magazine a, a playboy with a pretty woman on the front of it <laughs> yes it was actually yeah. Um, yeah i would i would go in you know of course i i didn't have money to buy them or you know the idea I, where would i hide it you know i live with my my dad at the sure. time so mm. i would go to the uh to the drugstore and page through the Playboy surreptitiously, you know, with another magazine over the top of it and, uh, you know, and, and drool all over these uh, naked women. And, um, you know, uh, so, the, you know, the, this is uh, conf true confessions here. And, um, you know, and then I would, you know, put the magazine down and walk out the store. Oh, well, there's 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 that young man again looking at the Playboys. <laughs> well, Tim, when when you were when you were leafing through those Playboys, did you ever happen to come across a Playboy that looked like this one? And can we get a visual on that? <laughs> so apparently, Playboy has has decided to show their first male cover. <laughs> yeah, so the he, magazine is sort of going going a little bit woke here. Now, this is digital too. This isn't. Back in the day, uh, the, the paper yeah. copy. But, um, I would say that girl is pretty flat-chested. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is just, you know, this kind of goes to the days, you know, we're sitting here looking at this juxtaposition of back in the past and where we're going in the future. And here Playboy is... Uh, now showing uh, males on the front cover. And, you know, it's not like there aren't other magazines for that. So it really kind of begs the question of what's going on with Playboy. You know, they're, uh, uh, they, they, in fact, there was a quote, uh, Anthony Allen Ramos, an LGBTQ advocate, uh, <clears throat> was uh, recently uh, was quoted on the inclusion of gay model Bretman Rock on its cover calling it a powerful step forward in the ongoing movement towards greater diversity and inclusion in fashion and modeling. But, uh, you know, Playboy, that, that has an audience that's uh, heterosexual men, I think. So, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, you know what it is, you know? You go woke, you're going to go broke. Okay, that's what's <laughs> going to happen to these people. And they're becoming a, a big joke. I mean, we know what Playboy have always been. They have a, they have a target market. And I'm, I'm in sure I have looked at Playboy in, in my younger days. I haven't, I haven't done so in, in quite a long time. But this this damn nonsense, this diversity and inclusion damn nonsense is, is just going to destroy a lot of our society. 
Playboy was a mainstay uh, uh, in um, in America, and it was it just soon disappeared because of this damn nonsense. Well, it's either for heterosexual males or homosexual women. Um, but now, who knows who they're for? Anyway, twenty-eight minutes. Well, so there you have it. Uh, you know, a brave new future, I guess, in both the metaverse and in, uh, you know, Playboy too. So, there you go. But uh, uh, you know, I guess that's uh, you know whatever floats your boat. So, <laughs> until, until the next one, thanks for joining us and stay free. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thank you for watching the Knuckleheads of Liberty. Listen each week in Sacramento on Comcast Channel 17 for Knuckleheads of Liberty on Monday at 5.30 p.m. and the Libertarian Counterpoint Show on Thursday at 8 p.m. Also on YouTube, Facebook, and podcasts everywhere. We invite you to come again next week for the Libertarian Counterpoint Productions.